Hello, everyone, and welcome to IDC Europe's podcast series. My name is Marta Muñoz. I lead IDC's Europe's Technology for Sustainability and Social Impact Practice. And today we are going to take a look at how organizations like Siemens are looking at the impact on sustainability of their IT. For that, I am in wonderful company. I have their Global Director for IT Sustainability, Reiner Karscher. Welcome, Reiner. A pleasure to have you here. Thank you very much, Marta, and good morning, and thank you very much for having me. Pleasure to be with you. Now, before we get started, the first thing I'd like to ask you really is to introduce yourself briefly and what your role is in Siemens, because I think it is particularly relevant for today's conversation. And yes, I'm Rainer. I'm based in Munich, working for Siemens since about 10 years now, and um, nearly one and a half years back, um, I had the pleasure to make my private passion to my day-to-day -day job, being now the Global Director IT Sustainability, which means I am responsible for IT sustainability, driving IT to a more sustainable and decarbonized future. On the other side, helping through IT within the business units um, to achieve their goals as well. And on the third hand, um, to drive corporate social responsibility aspects from an IT point of view as well. Excellent. Thank you very much for that. Now, um, the perhaps to set things into context, the one thing um, I wanted to share is some of the results from a survey we just conducted in Europe. Actually, this is an end user survey across more than 700 organizations. And the idea was to get an understanding of their views and their intentions in relation to IT and sustainability in particular. And perhaps some of the most remarkable findings for us were that around a third of companies in the region claim to be approaching sustainability in a fairly organized and holistic way. But yet, on the other hand, our analysis is showing that only around 5% of European businesses are actually conducting sustainability strategies around their IT operations that can be considered as matured, really. And by mature, we mean, for example, enabling sustainability by design across all operations and all operational areas in the organization, including relationships with partners, with suppliers, linking business objectives to sustainability goals, compensation packages, innovating using sustainability as a core and, and so on, actually. So it's really, there's a lot more than some companies in the early stages of this journey might be thinking about. But this is why I find your experience and, and your views very interesting, both from Siemens, but also your role within Siemens. So let me ask you a couple of questions here. How does a company like Siemens get to a point where you think a position like this is necessary? And the second one is really, what are the expectations for it? What are the objectives that your role has for the next two to three years, for example? Yeah, thank you very much, Marta. I think the, um, the, the clearance and the understanding of um, achieving such kind of a role um, as a benefit and um, creating such kind of a role in particular with a full-time um, responsibility for sustainability in IT and through IT came most likely by surprise. I mean, it was already in the DNA of Siemens as a company to drive things to a better future. And uh, we've established a program called DEGREE, which stands for a 360 degree view on sustainability 
um, and corporate sustainability was very much interested in implementing that degree framework and uh, the understanding for that into the whole company and in every single corporate function and business unit. So with that, um, I started to discuss with Hannah Hennig, our CEO, um, about two years back that it would be beneficial not only in making ourselves more sustainable, achieving those goals which had been defined there, but in particular then helping the business units as well with data and digitalization. Um, and the understanding for that had already been there up front that digitalization and technology is an enabler for various different topics. And I think with that, it was just giving it a try. It was just to find out if there is really business value created, not only for ourselves, but for um, the company as a whole. And that led then to a very clear definition of a strategy at the beginning, which um, helped us to define um, what is the big buckets we have to start with, what is um, a bit of a heat map, where the things are um, yeah, with the biggest importance and with the biggest impact, which we can create either for ourselves as well for the company. And answering the second question, uh, Marta, this is exactly then uh, what leads me to at least the next couple of years and will keep me busy with a various different set of activities um, for both sides again. Excellent. Now, um, you've described it in a, in a very simple way and it sounds as it, it is a very easy journey, actually, but um, but you know, if I look at the conversations we're having with most organizations, even with yourselves there, even though is a type of role that many organizations are, are now beginning to create, and we're certainly beginning to see that in European organizations, our IDC survey shows that really it's one of the biggest challenges for European organizations looking at embarking their IT departments into um, the sustainability journey is actually the lack of sustainability skills. And really together with um, limited funding, perhaps the difficulty improving the, the return on investment from sustainability IT initiatives and so on, but really the lack of skills is becoming quite a bottleneck for a number of organizations who are looking for those experts and expertise to bring it into place. And I think this is particularly true when you then add the IT and digital skills to the mix, right? So I wonder if you could share with us what your main challenges have been so far in this journey and, and especially in relation to skills, but also beyond that point and how you've been able to solve them or, or not in many cases as well. Yeah, indeed. Thanks for that last addition. Uh, in some cases, indeed, still not. So there is a lot of things which, and, and starting with that one, missing standards is one of the biggest challenges we are still facing. And um, as I started one and a half years back, not too many things improved in that direction. So um, if you just now start asking for carbon footprint of IT services, if you go to cloud service providers and independent whom to, um, this is still a big challenge because there is no definitions, there is no standards um, in regard of algorithms which are being used. And um, as we, and this is a, a fundament um, to whatever I do, it always has to be science proofed. It has to be science based and we need to have an understanding um, where numbers are coming from, how they are created, um, um, prior to take decisions based on them. And this is exactly what still has a lot of improvement um, possibilities and where we are still facing the challenges. Um, it goes with the same direction in regard of sparing partners. So I'm very much hardly trying to find people who do have experience in what I am um, faced on a day-to-day -day basis and all the, the various different ideas which are coming into my mind. I would love to have someone to, to spare with 
to just exchange and get another view. And this is something which still is not completely answered by now. But um, in that remark, I do see a lot of improvements within the last three to four months. So there is a lot of, a lot of exactly as you said, that awareness coming up in other companies and other enterprises that the whole topic of sustainability brings huge chances and huge opportunities beside the fact that we do have to do something. And that in combination leads to uh, a, a great collaboration which has been started. I'm, I'm talking to various different stakeholders and various different um, partners, vendors to you know, suppliers to, to all different various um, areas, which always has the same goal to exchange experience and to exchange openly what is things which worked out quite well and which did not. I mean, one thing which I would like to share as, as well, and this is a typical expectation type of, of thing which we are having in particular within IT is we are used to work in sprints and the sprint is delivering fast results. So this is what IT is used to in, in the last couple of years and what we all got trained to. Um, but sustainability is not a sprint. Sustainability is a marathon. And so therefore it is quite hard to deliver results right at the beginning. We started with a lot of walk the talk type of, of um, first lighthouses and tried to create immediate results which are then visible and for sure there is some low hangs which you can easily achieve and if you just implement um, for example some sustainability criteria to contracts to um, rfis rfps um, if you enhance your um, own footprint with for example using um, renewable energy instead of um, grid mix um, so this is all the low-hanging ones but this is very quickly just away and you don't get um, the big achievements um, in such kind of a fast way in all various different areas and this is um, what the challenges are yeah, currently mostly mostly coming along with. And we need to therefore have, and this is a, a bit of, of how I'm treating things and how I'm working on and uh, maybe a good practice um, idea. Um, I'm trying to have a collaborative type of an exchange, as already said, very honest, very open, not with a yeah, intellectual property mindset, but with sharing everything completely open. And um, what comes on top is um, create an ambassador's type of a circle. And this is valid either within the company, but as well outside um, to get different various views and, and perspectives. And what comes then there is automatically some different type of backgrounds from um, any kind of educational um, perspective. And talking now um, to what you said, Marta, is indeed a challenge. There is no trainings, there is no courses or studies which you can just start in regard of IT and sustainability. So that combination is quite unique, or it is at the moment at least. And um, so therefore it requires a bit of yeah, deep diving into things by yourself. It is a combination of open-mindedness and indeed such kind of an exchange with others who do bring in. So I do have, for example, two working students um, who do have no clue about IT, but I in particular um, had the interest to get them into my team because they are both studying here in Munich on the university environmental topics. And this is exactly then the combination. I do have 24 years IT experience, but very little and very rare IT in sustainability areas. And now it is enhanced with such kind of a background. And in combination, we are able to achieve things. Absolutely. And I totally agree with you, actually, that the, you know, that, that sweet spot of digital and sustainability is a very difficult one right now, actually. You, you did mention about the RFPs and the RFIs. I, I want to get back to you on that one for a moment. But what I really liked was the concept of sustainability being a marathon and the, the need for collaboration as well. And, you know, that goes back to, to one of the points I mentioned earlier around the difficulty 
improving the return of investment of, of some of these projects and initiatives that organizations get started because of course when you're talking about a sustainability impact you, you know in some cases we're looking 2030 and, and beyond and of course it's not very easy to to measure the short-term implications really so i wonder if you can tell us a little bit um, about how a company like siemens is managing the ability to prove the benefits of some of the initiatives that you put in together, what type of measures you, you might be putting in place, or uh, as you mentioned, you know, some of those um, low hanging fruits and, and how are you doing it? Because obviously it's this is a very long journey and you need to have different steps along the journey. So Yeah, absolutely. And it is exactly as you said, quite difficult if it comes to um, KPIs in a definition like we are used to it. So if it, um, and this is one of the things where we started with and where we um, quite quickly had to accept that there might not be um, a simple way to, to achieve that. The transparency starts with measurement in regard of what it is today and what it could be and should be then in the future. And if I look into our degree program, the D in degree stands for decarbonization. And um, Siemens as a company has the definition to lower its um, own operations, scope one and scope two emissions um, to net zero by 2030. And what we're then um, going to achieve in addition is to get net zero um, in scope three um, by 2050 then as well. And this requires a clear view on what the S is looks like. And if it comes now to IT services, as mentioned earlier, this is still a, a topic which I don't get an answer for. So um, if I try to get the combination of all existing type of components within an IT service measured and come up with science-based um, goals, this is something I still am not able to get. And so therefore, I'm um, very much in, in the difficulty to define what steps is then leading to real results. But there is some ways and some areas in which we are able to do so. And one of the most, I think, obvious ones is um, that IT and automatism is creating efficiency and data as an enabler and tech as an enabler, therefore, is lowering costs due to lower efforts. And if I just now look into the um, particular area of annual sustainability reportings, or if I go to quarterly financial reports in which we are reporting um, the degree KPIs as well. If I now have um, the opportunity to put things together manually and get all the various different sources, which in our case is around 80. So there is around 80 different systems in which we are collecting any kind of environmental related data because sustainability as a definition is not only carbon, um, and it contains way much more in regard of, of various different aspects, which then would need to be collected manual, to be sorted manual, which has, beside the fact that it's a huge effort, then always the risk um, to have some kind of wrong data treatment and some errors which are being created. Um, so if um, I'm just looking in, in how it's done in a lot of areas with Excel, um, this always has a huge risk to get some kind of wrong combinations, wrong fields, uh, attachments and stuff. Um, and it requires a lot of staff, which is working then um, in that way. And if you just replace the whole thing, um, and this is what we are currently working on. So the project, which is um, my focus point and priority one at the moment is a so-called sustainability data cloud, which has the objective to exactly do this, to have one data lake, which is collecting all the different sources at one single store, um, ensuring that the data is um, being prepared in the right quality um, enables us to aggregate the right data in the right way in an automated way. And this is then lowering cost. And this is something you can clearly measure from, from the start. You know quite well what the effort is by today. You know what the staff hours are. You know what kind of systems are behind. 
And now you're able to just measure afterwards what is the cost afterwards and what is the cost behind. So this is one of the examples I did have in mind to, to share. And the second one, um, clearly measuring as well, is awareness. And it all starts in that regard with employees, with colleagues. It starts with everybody within the enterprise. Um, Siemens as a company is um, 300,000 people big in, in a whole. And this um, topic of degree and the, the whole area of sustainability needs to be driven as a typical standard type of a thing day by day from everyone. And 300,000 people um, knowing about something is creating a big difference and a big input. And IT is again enabled for this. So reaching out to end users and user centricity as a keyword, which is standard for us in IT here as well. Um, this is something which is clearly measurable as well. You can just easily identify um, with customer service, for example, or with different type of behaviors. So if it comes to shutting off the laptop, for example, on the evening hours or um, over the weekend or keeping it um, in standby and plugged into the charger um, is something I can even technically measure. And if I then start coming up with campaigns and trying to create awareness, I can measure afterwards as well, did something change or didn't. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for that, Rainer. And I think what you just described around the 80 systems out there that you've got sustainability data, the need to collect a lot of this input manually, the, the probability for errors and, and so on. It's um, What you've described there is really a common challenge that most organizations face today, whether they've been embarking on sustainability for a number of years now or they're just in at the very beginning, actually. So I think that's that's very very interesting. And you, you mentioned your sustainability data cloud. Uh, and, you know, one thing um, you and I have talked about these in the past is the need for um, cross-industry collaboration as well, because ultimately, you know, the, the challenge of sustainability, climate change, social um, aspects of sustainability and so on, is not something that can be resolved by the actions of one organization alone. So really what you need is solutions that can enable collaboration across different industries, different companies and, and so on. So to this extent, I wonder if you can tell us a little bit more about your Estanium initiative and, and what it is really, what you, you're intending to do here, because I think this is very interesting in terms of bringing a cross-industry perspective or, or attempting to bring a solution to what is a, a fairly generic problem, actually. Yeah, thank you very much, Marta, for pointing out to that. Um, it is indeed um, a very good example for exactly that missing standards, which I had been talking about earlier. I can either now stand back and wait for someone to decide what the standard looks like, uh, might be politics, might be um, someone else um, in the industry, or I can just take things into my own hand. And that's exactly what we've done. Um, so one of the first um, projects which um, I started to, to get into um, was from our colleagues from the factory sites, uh, which had exactly the need to define what is and where is carbon emissions from products and components of our Siemens portfolio elements coming from and to create transparency about this one. So it started as an internal service first. In the meantime, we've just now created a network which is called Istanium indeed, as you already said, Marta, which is meant as an open association to collaborate with partners from the industry, meaning from the supply chain, from um, various different partners and even customers from Siemens, uh, which we are now completely open and in an open source type of a way, um, creating such kind of an exchange of data. Everybody is able now to feed um, that um, database, which is 
a, a open source platform, as said, with a certifier. So there is um, a company which is ensuring that the data which has been fed into this um, is accurate and the numbers um, are calculated with a standardized algorithm, which is then really leading to a comparison possibility. And within that network, everybody who is joining that association is then able to make use of that data in a raw format. So we are storing them and the exchange is then happening uh, with C-Green. So C-Green is the interface and the connector, um, which is um, just to mention that monetized in the meantime. So we do have indeed created a business service out of this. Again, I think a very good example how sustainability from IT and through IT is not only creating cost or lowering um, efforts and lowering costs therefore, but is able to um, put a complete new perspective into things and create a new business. Sustainability as a service um, is, is there a term I'd like to, to bring into this. Um, and um, just mentioning that here and, and doing a bit of promotion, um, if someone of you listening now to that podcast is interesting in learning about more of Istanium, um, just please reach out to me and I'm more than happy to connect you to the respective team um, who is driving that and create um, a bit more of, of interest in that. Great. Thank you. Thanks for that, Reiner. Um, you, you've just mentioned actually, well, you mentioned earlier the RFPs, for example, but you've also mentioned just now how you, you're working with partners and, and with a wider ecosystem. And I, I wanted to, to ask you about the way you, you are incorporating sustainability aspects into your, your relationship with the IT providers. And what does a company like Siemens and in particular the CIO office expect from vendors from a sustainability context when you work with them, when you put tenders out there and, and so on. I wonder if you can share a little bit with us. Absolutely, with pleasure. Thanks, Marta. Yeah, actually, the, the expectation we are all having and Hannah as our CEO is having and everybody else here as well at Siemens and including myself is that we're taking things serious and I don't need to have marketing slides. I don't need to see any kind of nice promotion videos or anything. Uh, which is just um, a yeah, very first attempt of, of showing ambition. But what I need to understand is in an open and honest exchange, what really is planned and what is the ambitions. And I'd like to, to get that understanding then created on both sides. And what I'm currently facing is that all of those who are working within that responsibilities or the majority are really interested in making a difference and really taking care on what they do and what they are responsible for in creating impact and making a change. So walk the talk is the, the big motto in that remark here as well. And therefore what we as Siemens, and this is a huge benefit of being a famous brand on the market, um, what we are able to do so is create impact in that remark as well. And we're working closely together with a lot of vendors and partners, um, first of all, to exchange and collaborate um, experience and to, to work on then really serious changes in, in behaviors. And I mean, if I'm sharing some examples um, with you is um, I can either put every single end user equipment and in particular for Siemens, 300,000 of them are being used on a day-to-day -day basis, talking about laptops or smartphones or tablets. I can put them either um, single packed in a plane and, and fly them all across the countries, um, or I can maybe just put them into a bulk and try to split them and make use of a um, multiple usable type of packaging things and, and just try to make things different um, or maybe instead of using a plane, I can put them on a train or using a ship, which is then maybe uh, with a different type of a footprint coming across. And this is things which I think we all have to work together in particular to achieve the goal of a circular economy. And this is then um, leading to the next step, which is always thinking together 
with partners, what can we do? Um, yeah, just changing habits and changing behaviors of the past, uh, which mostly had been just to consume and to repurchase. And in particular, in huge companies like we are, um, I think it's about three, three and a half years um, in average what the devices are being used, depending on what type of device it is. Um, so this is creating huge amount of electronic components, which are then left over after that time, which still have a use. And if they are even um, defect, we have to ensure that the refurbishment aspect is being taken into consideration as well and not just throwing away as electronical waste. And all of that is just examples of where we are closely working with our partners. And this is, I think, again, a mindset topic. It's not about putting um, pressure onto them in, in the wrong direction and trying to achieve um, a more sustainable type of handling and, and um, yeah, service, which is then provided uh, for free because this is something which won't work, but we have to find solutions and have to find ways and, and how to achieve things um, doing that together. And this is exactly what I can just simply um, ask everybody else to do so as well. Put sustainability criteria into contracts and negotiations. Put sustainability um, as a very much important aspect into all of this. Don't only look to the price tab, which is coming across with the products or the services, but look into this as well. And um, don't just simply listen to marketing and uh, get into the details and ask for the details and ask and try to understand what is behind it and try to get a, a feeling then, is that really ambition? Is that really meant serious? Or is it just a nice um, slide and a nice type of marketing material because it's inflationary being used and everybody is... Um, trying not to create business benefit out of this. And Reiner, to that point, actually, do you envision um, a company like Siemens at some point down the line ceasing the relationship with a particular vendor because they don't adhere to, to certain sustainability expectations or criteria, for example? And I know that, um, you know, there are organizations who have been very vocal around that type of attitude. But of course, there is a time frame in which you have to help your partners understand what is it you expect from them from sustainability. You have to educate them. And as you said, you have to work with them. But at some point down the line, do you envision ceasing that relation, the, the commercial relationship, if the partner doesn't adhere to, to a certain sustainability standards? As a final and last step, definitely it has to. Um, exactly as you said, I mean, it's very much yeah, different to be treated independent of the size of that company we're working together with. So a large corporation, a large enterprise, I do have a clear expectation um, to lead to the same type of goals and the ambitions of what we are treating ourselves um, in, in, in that importance as well. If it comes to small and medium businesses, it mostly has the problem that they are not even able to speed up with what type of regulatories are coming across and the importance um, which then would lead to the need to create, I don't know, huge divisions and, and enhance staff with exactly such kind of experience and with that knowledge. Um, so we need to help them. So we need to support them in that remark to achieve the goals then together. And that's exactly what we do and, and how we do. Um, but with the final definition, exactly how you um, already described it, we need to take consequences. If there is someone completely declining um, and completely working still the way it used to be the last 50 or 100 years and not interested in, in changing the habits, then I think it finally leads to um, yeah, end the uh, collaboration and the partnership with those um, contractors, definitely. Absolutely. Thanks for that and, and for the clarity. Um, and perhaps would you say, would it be fair to say, or, or perhaps you can give us an indication of 
in your case, you know, as part of a tender process, how important is the sustainability criteria? You know, is it as important as the technical capabilities, the commercial offering and, and so on? Or is it still a nice to have, but a small differentiator for, for those vendors? Because, um, you know, I think things are changing quite rapidly, actually. Unfortunately, it's not there where I would love to see that it is. Um, I mean, talking about the ambitious situation, um, I'm, I'm very much convinced we still have to speed up. We have to have to get faster, deliver results faster. Um, but on the other side, um, I think we are on a, on a good track and we are in a good way to speed up with things. And um, at the moment, it is not with the same importance like it is with pricing or another good example from IT is cybersecurity. Um, so, I mean, the awareness from nearly everyone within that um, is on the highest level you can get. And in particular now during the Christmas period uh, where the Log4J um, came up again, I think this just showed um, that the importance um, has been treated the right way for most of the big enterprises, which had not been affected too serious because of this. And I would love to see sustainability in the same type of importance and in the same treatment um, for either the enterprises themselves and then the partners and providers um, in addition to. It isn't there yet, but I think we are on a good way. Excellent. Thank you. Hopefully that you, you're absolutely right uh, about this trend. Now, one final question for you really from my side is what would be your top three recommendations for any IT professional who is out there looking at embarking into a sustainability journey? What would you recommend? Yeah, thank you for that question. This is... Um, I think, uh, and, and I'm trying to share that always uh, when I'm talking in, in that remark, collaborate, work together, treat things really as a chance and not as just a challenge. Um, it is creating a new perspective and it is creating new business opportunities in addition, and it creates purpose. And that purpose is something um, where you have to face, from my point of view, the, the future of working in that remark as well. We are in a, in a war of talents in particular within IT. And the new generation, Gen Z, which is coming from universities, needs to have an enterprise surrounding which takes things serious and which is really ambitious in regard of making a change and keeping our planet as it is or making it even better. Um, so therefore, the top three is take it as a chance and collaborate with others and try to make a difference with yourself creating purpose. Excellent. Thank you very much for that. Anything else I haven't asked you that you'd like to share with us, Reiner? Actually, I think this is indeed a full coverage as much as it is possible to summarize um, a <laughs> huge topic of sustainability in, in 25 or 30 minutes. But I think it's quite important to get an understanding. And, and I'd just like to rephrase what I've said earlier. Um, if any of you is interested um, and would like to exchange, I'm very, very um, open and very um, honest and would love to exchange and collaborate with everyone. Um, so please reach out to Marta and um, I'll be more than happy to um, have then my contact and my, my contact details shared. And afterwards, we can just easily get into the details and deep dive into this. Excellent. Thank you very much for that, Rainer. And I can certainly say that that's absolutely true. You are very happy to talk anything sustainability with as many people as you possibly can. So that's absolutely fabulous. And, and thank you for that. So again, thank you very much for your time. It's always a pleasure speaking to you and hearing more about um, what's happening in Siemens around sustainability and IT. So thank you for, for being here. And really, I would like to say that we realize that this is a very short podcast that only scratches the surface 
of sustainability in IT for those of you interested in hearing more. So please feel free to reach out to us, to follow us on social media, Twitter, LinkedIn and, and so on, and really send any questions and any ideas that you may have and experiences around sustainability. So thank you very much from us and have a good day. Thank you. Bye-bye.